Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. It's a Country Music Talk podcast. I'm Balin Leonard. Welcome along. I'll tell you what, you never know what you're going to get when the Midland boys drop by the studio. <laughs> it was the first interview for them uh, of what? Turned out to be a very long day, uh, capped off by an intimate performance that I was hosting in London. But it was quite early in the morning. They just had their coffee. They were a little bit jet lagged. And you know what? They were as fun as ever. So I hope you enjoy it. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard. And today, old friends back into the, the studio. Uh, trio, they've released three albums. They've charted five singles, one of which went triple platinum. They've supported some of the biggest stars like George Strait, Garth Brooks, Tim McGraw, and so many more. Welcome back, Midland. Thank you. Hey. So comfortable for you guys now, the UK, I should imagine, because you guys have been over here quite a few times. It is four times we've been over here. London is... Um, always a place we look forward to. It feels very familiar. We have the pubs that we like to go visit. Yeah, you've got your local. We haven't decided yet. We're okay. still trying the local. Do you guys always stay in the same part of London when you come? We've been trying to stay in this area, in the Soho area now. We've been, we're honing it in. There's so much here. Last time we were here, we stayed up in Camden, and that felt like a, a whole planet away. Things have been happening like crazy for you guys since, since you started. But do you get to feel that? It seems like you guys just roll along with it. We let it roll. You just let it roll. Oh, there yeah. we go. Yeah, I don't know. We're, you know, we're just coming off a break for two months. 2022 is an incredibly busy year. It was an incredible year. We dropped the last resort, greetings from, and yep. we got a tour around the world. I don't know. For us, I think it feels like almost a fresh start. I mean, we're starting to write for the new album. I think all of us are kind of thinking and focusing on that a little bit right now. And will that be coming this year, do you reckon? I think so. Later this year. After being off for, did you say two months you were off for? Yeah, it's the longest break we've had in in quite a while. It was necessary. I think anybody who takes any sort of holiday can relate to being off for a while, getting into a totally different groove with your life, and then suddenly going, oh, i got to go back to work. Did you feel that a bit, or were you like, we're ready to get back now? Uh, we were talking about this last night. It took me at least four weeks just to relax. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then I spent the next four weeks thinking that, oh, my God, there's only four weeks left. <laughs> That's kind of how I went about it. Um, and I realized that I'm just I'm better. As much as I like to think that I like to take a break, I'm, I'm just much better when I'm busy. When so, you're working. Yeah. Jess and Cameron, so, what about stay, you guys? I stay so busy at home anyway. It's just... Yeah, Cameron's, just Cameron's a, a freak. He never... He's a workaholic. Well, it's never work, man, if you love it, you know? Work a day in your life. Yeah, that's true. What was that saying? Uh, if you love what you do, you'll never work a day. In There's your always life something, something to be like done. That. You know, that's that's how I feel. Jess, what about you? I like to take a break. I like to. I, I think it it recharges your kind of creative juices, and you know, you get excited again to go out and play the songs. I mean, mm. I think coming over here is always a different thing because you sort of get that anyways. Even if you're in the middle of a long tour in the states you come over here and the the you know environment is so different and the crowds are so different that you automatically kind of get that excitement to bring the music to mm. new people and presumably is like you know artists and creative people and songwriters even if you're on a break something might happen and and your creative brain goes aha sometimes that could be a song we were just talking about that last night too like we call it a spigot 
is the thing that you tie a hose up to and then you turn it on. Yeah, we tap. We say tap. Okay, well, that tap sometimes isn't always open, you know? Mm. And so you have to kind of coax it to be open. And then once it is open, if you're, you know, in, the, in that space, you could be perpetually in that space day and night and things will come to you because you're listening, right? Or you're looking out for it. But a lot of times on tour, it's pretty much shut. Mm. Because you're well, because a, you're just like doing the thing. You're do, you're working. It's more of a execution, like one thing at a time. You're, and then you go on stage and it's performative. Um, but when you're home, like Jess was saying, sometimes it you want to keep it off so you can gather your energy so that you have the kind of attention span to to be picking things out of the air like that. Mm. And then I find that when it's on, it's really hard to turn off. You know, so you got to be ready to like receive an idea at any time you know in the middle of the night you get up and you mumble into your phone because something came to you in a dream or whatever that's the best when you wake up the next day and you listen to it very and you're rarely like, oh, I had the that. best idea <laughs> and then you come <laughs> and he goes it's, it's garbage. Yeah, garbage what are some of the worst ideas you've had man it's there it sounds like a dog the problem with the middle of the night voice memo is that in your half dream state you can sometimes hear full you know, arrangement of, of instruments, mm. but you're so tired that all you do is just go eh, and you sing like the vocal melody. Yeah. But in the morning, the rest is gone. There's just the vocal melody. <laughs> and right. so it just sound. it's just literally mumbling. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, it's not, I don't get song titles out of that stuff. It's more like melodies. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it works both ways, right? Like sometimes you have an idea for a song and sometimes you just have a really great title and you're like, oh, I need to write a song because that title is so good. I'm Does not title guy. No, you're not? No. No? Anybody? Title guy? guy? I like titles. Okay. I'm, I'm pretty fluid when it comes to that. Like I, Title fluid. Comes, yeah. Or, or melody, whatever. Like coming up with the melodies, uh, you know. I think it's easier to come up with a melody. I think it's the hardest thing is to come up with. I mean, if you can just sit down and have the hook. To me, that's always a... A really fun anchor to work off of just kind of shapes it pretty easy we just wrote a song with um orville peck and he came in with a with a really great hook really just a great title and we wrote the song off that what's the title it's called uh, ain't the hurting kind ain't the hurting kind. yeah orville's doing a uh, a duets album it's going to be coming out i think later this year I believe it's called the hurting kind which is also another interesting thing that happens somebody that when you're naming the song because it doesn't have to necessarily just be the hook. Well, I mean, like New Order, I love New Order, but I cannot listen to a song and say that song is called X because they never named their songs like off the hook. Anything that was in the actual song. Right. I think mm-hmm. the best practice is to name it after the hook because then you could find it. Yeah. Or back in the day, you could call the radio station and say, "Hey, I want to hear." Right. Yeah. What if Audio's like Cowboy it? was called "She Was Acting Different"? Yeah, like, it's very, very difficult to. You got to keep people on hey, their play toes. Hey, play that. As my dad says, play your cigarette song. <laughs> Burnout? Yeah, play the cigarette song. There you go. He knows what he's talking yeah. about. And as long as you can get there, it's all fine. Orville Peck, when you were working with him, mask, no mask. No mask. No mask. No mask. That's, we know that's he, when you know you're in the We know the inner what he circle. looks like, yeah. yeah. Well, he was wearing a stocking, like, uh, a, like a balaclava. Mask. Yeah. It was a stocking like you would rob a bank in. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good. Yeah. Gives you just a little bit more visibility. And he did <laughs> he did rob us. He stole our money. <laughs> <laughs> and you had to sign an NDA no, to he's never doing identify really cool, him. In. Um Duet's album's gonna be coming out. Although if it's a duet's album, I suppose with you guys it's a quartet. That's right. Mm. 
That's know, true. And you know, yeah, yes. quartet. I, I, you know, I don't want to get picky about it. I'm just saying. Quartet collab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always love hearing people's ideas for their band names before they settled on theirs. Were you guys always going to be Midland, or did you have a long list of really awful ones? I mean, there's there's a dispute what, about the past. Okay. Because Mark is absolutely sure there was a million names. There, there was not a million names, but there was definitely some names were tossed there out there. There was probably a few, but it was in my experience as being in bands since we were little guys. It's like some some bands never even found a name. Justin and I had a band name that it never was one band. It was like probably four or five different names. It, yeah. I don't but, even know if we ever had an official name for it. But it started as the After, after Hours, and for right. some reason we decided that that... Yeah, but somebody else had the name. Well, they came along after and like... Well, somebody you know, else had Midland, got, who's a DJ oh, in Here. the UK, actually. Yeah. We legally... He was cool Got clearance. Yeah, yeah, he said as long as you don't come here and tour in the Midlands. electronic circuit. Oh, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Promote, very competitive. Which is the only reason we're still doing country music. Well, so right. by the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should, yes. who knows if he's even around anymore? Yeah, yeah, we might have outlasted always. the old guy. Midland, great to see you. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> have a hey, great time. He's like, this is it. <laughs> the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. They're fun on a night out. I can tell you that much for free, Midland. They're fun in the studio early in the morning, and they're fun on a night out. Uh, If you haven't subscribed yet, please click subscribe to the Country Music Talk podcast. That way you'll get all the new episodes when they come out. And you can hear me on Absolute Radio Country every single weekday on your smart speaker, on DAB Radio, or on the free Absolute Radio app. Have a good one. See you next time. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 